Hello, welcome to episode 3 of the Book Our Culture podcast. This week I'm joined by Jamie and Leon from Set in Stone, who released their latest single, Here Now and Then, last year, which was recorded in Park Street Studios. Enjoy. Right, hi, I'm here with Leon and Jamie from Set in Stone. How are you doing? Not too bad, mate. Cheers. How are you, how are you coping it, with lockdown? What are you finding yeah, hardest good, thanks, about mate. Uh, not going out and socialising is probably the hardest. And yeah. not making music with a band. Well, is that something that like you're worried about, that if you don't get music out, you might start to lose some loyalty with fans, or do you think you're going to keep up? Um, well, we're kind of like doing a little project as a band over like the airwaves a little bit. So we're mm-hmm. still like... We also play our instruments at home as well, so. Um, yeah. yeah. We've got a little isolation video on the Well, way, if we go back to the start, how did the band originally get together? Take this, Jamie. Um, well, basically, <clears throat> me and Leon used to, we've always played guitar. Well, Leon used to actually play drums, mm-hmm. but I've always sort of played guitar. And then... Uh, it sort of we sort of like lived like really close to each other and then we ended up sort of like jamming learning songs together and then went from that to one of our other mates who actually isn't in the band anymore but he ended up drumming for us but um but yeah it sort of started yeah about five years ago i'd say so we've been gigging for like two of that until we um had our first gig and yeah it was a good turnout and then, so your first signal, uh, single that you released was Nothing Lasts Forever. What made you feel ready to release it at the time you did? Um, I'm not too sure. It was, it was actually released on my birthday. So we just, right. it, was some, it was just happened that we released it then. But um, yeah, we just thought it'd be, it was like, one of, like an easier song to all do. And mm-hmm. it was quite like a catchy little first song to get out and, yeah. Put out there, basically. Well, you said you'd done a lot of gigs. What's the favourite gig that you've ever done? Um, jeez. For me, it's probably the one, my most recent one that we've oh, done. Oh, yeah, that the, was um, good, good energy. Isle of Wight competition. But the biggest, I reckon, we've done is when we played at Old Fire Station. That was probably the most amount of people and, like, on the biggest stage we've played on. So that was quite fun. But yeah, every time it changes, sometimes mm, some yeah, we have are just like, like awful. <clears throat> not like not on our behalf, but like just yeah. set up and stuff and it's just unorganised and it just puts a downer on us. But people seem to think it's still like decent sound and stuff like that. Well, you mentioned the Isle of Wight tournament thing. How did the opportunity come about to be entered into that? Um, I, th- I think I saw it online so and then I just entered it and just did all the, the basically just filled in whatever they wanted and then I got a phone call when I was on my way home from work one day and basically he just wanted to put us straight into the quarterfinal so right. and that was happening at 60 million postcards in Bournemouth so yeah that happened and then we won that and then all of this stuff happened and now yeah so it's not going through but at least we won that <laughs> Well, 
So you also another competition you that you did win was to play record at Par Street Studios. Um, how did you expect to win that tournament? You can take this, Jane. Jane, is he there? Is that me? So just... Yeah. You're right, I'm back. <laughs> it's about Par Street, mate. Did you expect oh, yeah. to? Did you expect to win the competition? Um, well, sort of, yeah, because I know that we're good, but, <laughs> but, um, but at the end of the day, it was a surprise, yeah. It was kind of like, when we started seeing, we were getting some votes and then seeing like a couple of other artists were getting almost the same sort of votes or slightly a bit higher, we, that was our like drive to try and really get it. And then we ended up getting into the top two and then, uh, Chris Taylor, who was the he's the producer at Par Street? Um, favoured us over the the other artists that came first, so it's pretty pretty solid win. And then, how much do you think being able to record there improved the quality of your second single here now and then? Yeah, I mean, getting to um, like record and get it produced by Chris Taylor is pretty pretty decent for like no money at all but yeah it's sort of, he sort of showed how easy it, on his behalf that it is to record stuff but also we don't actually like have to make songs like as big as they are and they can just be as catchy as possible like just for the audience really well what's your process when recording songs do you write them first and then record the music or is it the other way around it's yeah I mean well always trying to yeah, we've got loads to get on with, but it's always like I'm always we've got loads of songs in the band as well. He's always trying to pick up that guitar and just keep finding that new song, maybe. But sometimes it just sort of come out of nowhere. Sometimes it's really difficult to, for them to um, appear. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the songs coming together, we just get the song we want to start playing, play it, and then yeah, it'll go onto the list of whatever gets recorded next. Well, in terms of you growing as a band, what do you think is more important, releasing new music or just doing as many gigs as possible? Um, for us now, I think it's more trying to get those songs done because we've got that following behind us. It's like, um, like it's there at the minute, so we've built that foundation, but now it's trying to just get that, those songs that people are hearing at our gigs out for them to actually listen to. Mm-hmm. And the band altogether seems to have a really good chemistry. How much do you think that helps to producing good quality music? I think it helps a lot. Well, when you're in... well yeah, when you're in the studio, if you're, uh, if you're like, you know, not mates, and it's just weird because like the one that we just done recently, it's like we had, we had, we stayed there the night as well after we mm-hmm. recorded, so. Um, that was like pretty cool, but no, it just it helps massively because like me and Leon write the songs and we've been mates from since like yeah since like day dot. So it's just like you know me and him know what works and know what we like and stuff like that. But yeah, it helps massively having that click when you're playing along to songs and just feeling that same connection of whether you're going into the next verse and start or chorus and stuff like you just yeah it's just a good feeling really just yeah so 
because you're not like massive band yet playing massive gigs do you think it helps like producing music that will impress people because you're in a similar situation to the people that you're playing to uh yeah i mean um i'm not really sure what to answer to that like do you think it helps to be more relatable with them oh yeah definitely because it when you you connect with a song when it's it's and it's like something that's going wrong in your life or you feel connected to in that sort of way so stuff that we sort of write about it's it's similar to what people feel or do you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah it's, yeah it's good to have a good connection with your fans really or whoever's mm-hmm. listening to it once lockdown is over where do you hope to go with the band and what do you hope to do next the probably the next step is getting the ep done and getting that polished up by the end of the year if we're allowed out. <laughs> but if not, then it'll be... Yeah, it's, that's priority, really, at the moment, is obviously staying as safe as possible, but also on our behalf is trying to get that music out there for people to listen to. Yeah, we had quite a few gigs planned for this year, but they've obviously all gone to shit, but the, we're supporting um, Planet in, right. I think, September. Yeah, that's a big gig. But um, but that's like the only gig that we've got planned yeah. like na- at the minute because, like I said, we did have quite a few. We had like a uni summer ball thing mm-hmm. planned and stuff and like that. Also, I would like if we could catch uh, those gigs to the yeah. up. But yeah, our main focus for this year is definitely was to try and record. We were going to sort of hold back on doing like little gigs every every other month or every month or something like that. So that's just purely focusing on getting songs recorded. Mm-hmm. Then we've got a few questions from some of my followers. So there's a couple of similar questions. So from at X Gaga X and from at George Clifton, they're both asking about new music and what your next single is going to be. But I understand if you can't answer that. Well, um, wait, what was, the, what was the question? What's the next single going to be? Yeah, and when when will it be released? Well, um, we recorded one at um, Real World Studios mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago, or a month yeah, ago. February. Yeah, so that <laughs> that that was going to initially be the first single, and also one of the songs from the EP. But that still it still needs to be worked on. But um, that song was set in stone. So, but. Yeah, it just needs to be mixed and sorted out properly, but that'll be done when we'll do all the other songs. And then this other question, I'm not sure if they know you, the vast is at Lilet X. Ask Jamie, does he buy his clothes from TK Maths? Fuck it up. What a prick. What a prick. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Yeah. He does, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it from Georgia, as the... Yeah. <laughs> Are there any more questions? Well, there's no more from followers, but th- there's something that I'm starting. <laughs> I'm going to ask all my guests, what is your favourite album of all time? Oh. You go first. I don't know. It's a really difficult decision because mm-hmm. it changes on 
how you feel each day. God. Yeah. You can say a couple if you want. From from Oasis is probably be here now, but <laughs> it's more sort of like indie-ish sound. It's oh, I don't know. Really, I really don't know. It's a tough question. Maybe like an Arctic Monkeys album. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Hills End. DMAs. DMAs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right. Definitely. What did you, you say they are? I said be here now on Hill's End. Um, mine's probably got to be... Um, probably What's the Story. Yeah, it? probably What's the Story. And... Um, Stone Rose's first album? Or not really? Yeah. Yeah, probably actually. And just yeah, finally, before you go, what's the best live performance that you've ever been to? Oh, uh, experience probably like an atmosphere is probably Stone Roses at Wembley, but mm-hmm. as in my favourite like band scene is probably DMAs. Right. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Good to have a chat. Cheers. Cheers, man. Right, see you. Thank you, mate. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to episode three of the Book Our Culture podcast. If you enjoyed, subscribe wherever you're listening and leave a review to help me grow. If you want to see more content like this, you can check out my Instagram where you can also send in questions for next week's podcast.